It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, and it's week one of the NFL season. With John Mita, I'm Joe O'Donnell. Thanks for tuning in. Go Birds! And uh, another NFL season is upon us. Johnny Mita, what's up, brother? Oh, I'm just so pumped up, man. Football season's back, so it's fantasy football. I've completed four out of five drafts. I got my last one tonight. You know, wish me luck. I've drafted terrible teams. I just uh, got the old hit kicking the balls, you know, when Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. So other than that, you know, some contingency plans on who I'll look at to get me through until this guy can come back. But uh, I got a name yeah, for you. That, I got a name yeah. for you. Oh, yeah, give it to me. It's probably available on the waiver wire. Yeah, I need one. Sam Laporta. Uh, Sam, I am now. He's he is, I believe, he's tight end two on the Lions to start the year, so it might not help you much in week one. Yeah, yeah. but I read an article that he's a sleeper in the fantasy uh, football gotcha. realm. And where did Sam go play college football at? Well, you would know that, not me. I'm gonna guess, yeah. I'm just gonna guess, I'm gonna say Iowa. That would be my guess, but I don't know, so don't hold me to it. But I'm oh, thinking no. Iowa too. I'm Let's, pretty sure. Dude, there have been some brilliant tight ends. There have been some brilliant tight ends. Former Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. well, speaking of Hawkeyes, you got Iowa State, Iowa this weekend. Huh? Yeah, that's Here's always a, good, a big one. That's a big rivalry. And the former commander-in-chief's going to be present for all you lovers and haters out there. <laughs> How's anyway. he out? I thought he was behind bars. But anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, so. All right, Sam Laporta. I like it. All right, speaking of, speaking, of college, speaking of college speaking of college football for a second. Yeah, man. What'd you make of the buff buff buffaloes? I mean, I thought it was crazy that Deion Sanders was a 20-point underdog. Considering that TCU lost like what, like 18 players from last year's team that lost the national championship. Well, they're starting like that, QB was one of them, right? Well, yeah, one of many. They're starting right. running back. They're starting best wide receiver. So three of their best offensive players from the running back or best wide receiver. And, um, yeah, I mean, three of your best players on offense gone. I mean, 18 total between the two teams. So I just thought, like, I knew TCU was good, but I thought it was a little disrespectful that Colorado was a 20-point underdog. But, you know, what do you expect? Dion's first year. However, I mean, people – like, he turned over, like, 80 new faces in his program, too. You know, he brought a lot of kids from, from, from Jackson State, and then, you know, he sprinkled in some other people from the transfer portal. So, no, I thought it was an unbelievable showing by his son. I mean, to throw for over 400 yards and, what, five touchdowns or 500 yeah. yards and four – maybe he threw for 500 yards, 510. Was it 510 yards and four touchdowns? It was yeah, I think, you know what, I think you're right. I think it was five 500 yards, four scores. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they had that, you know, the, the kid that Dion got to play for him at Jackson. He was like the number one recruit in the country. What is it? Devin Hunter. He looked, oh my God, he looks Tra- so much I thought it was like, Travis Hunter. But or yeah, Travis whatever. Hunter, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, about he's playing, that. Both, playing both sides of the ball. Yeah, man. He looks exactly like, I mean, he looks like a miniature version. Of, I mean, he looks just like Devin Hester. It's like yeah. if Devin Hester had a son, he looks just like that guy. He, he's incredible. My man played 120 snaps. Yeah, that That's – and you're talking about – they were in the heart of Texas, bro. Yeah. That was like 100 – I mean, Texas, he too, man. Very impressive. Um, Listen, if 
Deion Sanders is an ultimate motivator. And we'll see, you know, Colorado, we'll see how long he stays there. Maybe does this propel him? Would he want to coach the NFL? Or does he just like coaching college guys and getting them prepared for the next level? But kudos to him, man. He he made a lot of believers. Now this game this week, they're playing Nebraska. Yeah. They're three and a half point favorite. It's like the most bet game of the week. 75% of the public's laying money on Colorado. Of course they that are. Means, yeah, that means Nebraska's probably going to win. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, right. but it, it's great to get college football off to a good start. And uh, you know how much I love it, just looking at – you know, who are going to be some college players that I want the Philadelphia Eagles to draft. So, you know, I'm always keeping my eye out on that for sure. Off the sports path for a minute. Last yeah. week, about Something two weeks cool. ago, you saw the yeah. Lumineers, who I've been dying to yeah. see. Yes. I unfortunately yeah. couldn't pull it off to go see them in Wisconsin about four days after you saw them. Yeah. Um, and then I saw Pearl Jam over the weekend, which was awesome. Right. Uh, your thoughts on the Lumineers show? Just everything that, that I wish it'd be. I mean, it, it's nice. Listen, we've all been to concert before, right? Like, where we're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Or that was everything I expected. Yep. Then we've also been to concerts for, like, like two examples for me. Like, I saw the Counting Crows one time. I liked a lot of their music. But I thought in concert they were horrendous and terrible. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers one time. Love Really loved her music. Was so excited to see him in person. And then I go see him in person. They only played for like an hour and 10 minutes. It was like the most disappointing I've ever, you know, been to a concert, like seen a show and was just. Was that, that a festival? Was that a festival though? No, it was no. at the uh, Wells. <laughs> yeah, it was at the uh, Wells Fargo Center. So, wow. no, it was like they had an opener. Like the opener, like the show, I think, started at like 730 maybe. You know, the opener played like 8.15, and they were like wrapping up like or 8.45, 9 o'clock. By the time they came on, they like played from 9 o'clock to like 10.25, and that was it. I'm like, we can't even get two hours here? But apparently yeah. that's how they roll. But again, I mean, liked it, but, you know, there's certain things like um, bands that lived up to the building. Uh, Coldplay's another one that, of mine that they lived up to the building when I saw them the first time I ever saw them live. But the Lumineers were great because, like, it's just, like, folky and it's uplifting music and everybody in the crowd is very happy. And it, it was awesome. I mean, I'm dying to see him again. I would love it. You know, we had great seats thanks to my brother. He took me um, for my birthday. It, it was awesome. And, and then James Bay opened up for him, who I didn't really – I've heard some of his music, but I didn't really know it was him until, like, he, he started playing some of the songs that, you know, that are, that made him famous. And so it was great. It was a great show. So nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed Pearl Jam and they, they rocked it. it. It's cool to see our demographic go out and party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, get, get, and I know I sound like get off my lawn guy or older, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's cool when you're walking around. It's like mostly people that are probably 50 from, from right. I don't know, thirty-five to fifty-five or thirty to fifty, sure. right? Like, sure. it's kind of cool to see that. And, um, you know, I was thinking about because uh, it's it's interesting you bring up Chili Peppers because I was talking to a buddy out here, mm-hmm. seen a ton of shows, and um, he dined a guy, and and uh, we hang, you know, families hang out over the last year a lot. Um, great people out here, but that's not the yeah. point. Um, but he was like, you know, the Chili Peppers, I've seen them, but. 
He's like, but Pearl Jam, man, like he was like 10 times better than the Chili Peppers in concert. And I didn't want to call him on it because I'm like, come on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then yeah. a couple of songs in a Pearl Jam, I was literally thinking about that. I'm like, nah, dude, like he's crazy. But I'm yeah. telling you, by the end of that show, I don't want to say I, I will never say 10 times better. I've seen the Chili Peppers once. Right. right. I, sure. But like they Pearl Jam was good, man. Like they sound yeah. good. They right. they they rock. Yeah, you know, yeah, extending some tracks a little bit, couple of covers, right? right. Yeah, um, a little Prince Purple Rain since Prince is a Minnesota guy, God, was a Minnesota yeah. guy, right? Um, they did a little like 45 seconds or what, like maybe a minute sort of intro of some Pink Floyd and then right into like one of their big right. tracks, blended it well. They did a little Tom right. Petty won't back down, so like it was cool, man, like really cool. And, yeah, no, they, and it's good know. like it but it's just yeah. a different it's that 90s sort of grunge rock right like it's not classic yeah. rock it wasn't like yeah. the funky like head uh, i don't want to say headbang it wasn't like the funky kind of like dance all over the place kind of chili yeah. peppers right down right. do you yeah. know what i mean they have their sound yeah um, yeah so anyway it was really good yeah well i'm good you enjoyed it for and sure I got, yeah. and i got Chappelle coming up in a couple weeks my friend so oh. You're gonna love that. Can't wait to get the brother love in a report card podcast yeah. on that. Yeah, and that'll be the third time. No, I haven't seen him in 20 years. Um, but a lot of material the, now. This will be the third time. Um, exactly. you know, the old Borgata, you were at that show. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't with I've truck. seen him at the Borgata, not with you guys, but you I've weren't there him. then. I wasn't there. I heard about that epic night, but yeah. no, I was not there. Dude, I Sean, Sean Scott was there with us. I know. I'm what surprised. a crew! What a crew know. that was. You must yeah, have had something going on, dude. Yeah, I know. I should have been there. Klaus was there. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Let's get into it. Birds week one NFL. Sorry for that tangent, folks, but we like to catch <laughs> up a little bit. Um, There's that. All right, dude. I know you're super confident in this team. We talked about last podcast, so sure. You know, you're you're thinking 13 wins possibly. Uh, yeah. let, so let's talk week one. Um, yeah, I, I'm remembering back to this time last year, and I was scared. Need a dog guy. I was yeah. like, I don't know, man. They didn't the training camp pre. They didn't play in the preseason. Yeah. If they lose to Detroit, then they open yeah. at home against Minnesota on right. a on a prime time game. Well, this year is going to be a short week, so it's a similar thing. Open on the road. Have, I don't want to say heavy favorite, but a favorite the birds are. Sure. In fact, the line does scare me a little bit because I think of they're course. way better than New England on paper. Then you got the Vikings, your home opener, prime time again, but on a short week. Then they get like 10 days off, which I think right. could be big for this team to kind of get their act together. But yeah, talk me off the ledge of any potential upset Sunday in Foxborough, meaning, you know, tell me why the birds take care of business. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, right? It's the first game they're going to come out rusty. They don't play under starters in the preseason. So, like you, I, I I get worried. I feel the same way. Like, it's like, dude, I don't think that's a great way to prepare your football team. However, you know, history has shown that's exactly what they did last year, and they started out like wildfire. Now, in the first game against Detroit, a little bumpy. I think we're going to have a little bit of that. But the good thing is, you know, if you look at the Patriots, like, okay, you know they're going to have an, you know, an above-average defense, right? You know they're going to be somewhat good. Offensively, it's like they're still the quarterback, Mac Jones. 
He's still very unproven. He was a disaster last year. I mean, and you look at their skill players. Like, they have a good running back, Andre Stevenson. But other than that, like, what what the tight ends scare you? Hunter Henry and, and Juno Smith and, and receiver-wise. Like, Belichick, I mean, I, I mean, that's like a receiver graveyard. I mean, it wasn't for Randy Moss. <laughs> And, and that's like, it, Wes Welker and Edelman. Wes Welker three guys and Edelman. Like, three guys like, over 20 like years. Brown. Yeah, and Troy Brown was a really good receiver, you know, for a time, an unknown commodity. Yeah, good point. Turned out to be a good receiver, you know, and then – but other than that – So they have yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae right, and Parker, I, and right. Kendrick Bourne are their three depth right. chart and starting no, wide receivers. Right, and I heard they say, like, Juju Smith-Schuster's knees about to explode any any day now. Like they really think like he's really close at re-injuring and just having a bad knee injury. So yeah, they they don't scare me. I think the reason why this is the line is so low, Joe, is because number one, it's the first week of the season. Nobody's seen any type of game time, and, and then you know you got to you got to also factor in you know it's the Tom Brady retirement game. So. I think that's why this line's not at seven points. I think they'll try to feed off that injury. But and when and when it's all said and done, I think we win by double digits. I'm sorry, you do. I, I do. Yeah, I, I I just I think we're that good, and I think our defense is going to surprise some people. I know we lost. Yeah, but do you five. expect that early in the season? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, you do. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think we get at least five QB sacks in the game. And I'm counting on that because I made a bet for 70 sacks on the season that I talked about before yeah. with the Cowboy friend Anthony from the pub. But, you know, I, I'm liking it. No, I well, think we're going to be just fine. I do. I do. And I want to see. I'm so excited. Sorry to interrupt you. But, like, I want to see N'Kobe Dean every down. I want to see Jalen Carter. I want to see where has Jordan Davis taken that leap. I mean, I mean, we we have some players. I mean, Reed Blankenship. I don't know what they were calling. I mean, Slay has some nickname for him, but but I, I don't know. I'm just I, I'm I'm just fired up. And, and the other thing is too. And let's you know, let's see what are we going to see out of Jalen Hurts. I mean, so yeah, man, I'm I'm gassed up. I don't know why. Why why are you so worried about? The well, I'm not worried, but I, I I'm not worried because of this. The Patriots offense should be very vanilla, right? I don't know what you expect of Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ramondre Stevenson. But the the Patriots offense, because it's Mac Jones, who's pretty much a statue, like if you put heat on him, you got a good chance to win the football game. To me, it's as simple as that. Right. Calvin Anderson, I believe, is their new starting right tackle for week one. He's a rookie. Um, okay. Like he's uh, – I, I think we – I. I think the Eagles can pressure Mac Jones a ton. And excuse me, he's not a rookie, Calvin Anderson, but he, he doesn't have right. a lot of experience. Um, you know, they, they don't they don't strike a lot of fear in me. Like I don't see the Patriots putting up twenty-four right. points in this football game, right? Right. At least they shouldn't. So I think for the birds, you know, to have success, it's get heat on Mac Jones, stay out of those third and longs and just keep the crowd out of it. You know, they're going to be yeah. up early. They're going to be drunk by halftime. And honestly, they should be hung over by the end of the third quarter. Like they should be filing for the exits if all goes well with 10 minutes left in this football game. And right. if you don't turn the ball over, 
if you don't do anything stupid and special teams aren't a grease fire, like I think the Eagles, you know, should be able to dictate how this game is played. Obviously, the concern would be the young guys on defense are a little out of sorts or a little out of position or the communication's not there. And maybe the whole Belichick's had a whole offseason to prepare for this game. Like, like he literally knew what the schedule was going to be in January. Like, come on now. So um, they have way bigger fish to fry than just study the Eagles tape incessantly for four months. Um, You know, I I think the birds should and will win this football game, but I'm just a little uneasy because like any week one game, like you, you Oh yeah, there's always upsets. You'll have some question marks, you know? And, and again, I, I look ahead then I'm like all week two, like, listen, let's not pretend that this game is not, the week two game in Philly isn't already circled on the Vikings calendar. All right. All right. We embarrassed them last year. And for yep. a long time, that was their only loss. Right. And that's a team that once, and I, I haven't, I don't have a good read on them, even though I'm living out here. Yeah. You know, we're talking ahead. I know their defense can't be possibly any worse. Um, I know they've right. made a change at running back, which is somewhat significant. Yeah. It really well, all it, depends on Kirk Cousins with that team, as we know. Like, if you get good right. Kirk Cousins, they they probably win twelve games. If they have bad Kirk Cousins, like maybe they're nine and eight. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the expectations really are here. I haven't paid that much attention, sure. but I just get yeah. I get rattled about a week one, and then four days later, you got to come home with all kinds of pressure if you don't come out of Foxborough without a win. So, right. again, I look ahead. I get more I get more antsy about the two weeks than this Sunday, if that makes any sense. Because weeks three, four, and five are complete jokes schedule-wise. They should cakewalk through those games. So, you know, worst case through five weeks is teams three and two. But I think best case scenario, we all think they could be five and oh, but it's got to start Sunday in Foxborough. No, yeah, exactly. Like when you're talking about who you're scared of, like, all right, Minnesota is a team that has some viable weapons when you look at Justin Jefferson. They got the new wide receiver from USC, the rookie, Jordan Addison. The the other one, Osborne, is a nice player. And then you got TJ Hawkinson and Alex Madison running the football as their number one running back. So from that standpoint, you're like, all right, they they got some. Yeah. With this Patriots team, you're like, they just – I think it would have to be like a catastrophic mental breakdown and like – for us to lose this game. It would but, just have but, to be. Bought John Mead to the tackle. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tackling What's can that, be yeah. an issue oh, early. Yeah. We saw it last year. True. You're not tackling well with power running backs like Stevenson yeah. and as much as I hate him, Elliot. Ezekiel, yeah. Like, sure. I can see him scoring in the red zone. Like, it's a, you might right. as well book it. I would never, ever bet on Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott to have any time touchdown. touchdown. Never. Yeah. But this is the week to go. do it. He's going to get in the end zone. I'm already bracing myself for it. So they just got to stay in front, right? You don't want to fall behind and let them start, uh, again, getting the crowd all revved up, and they're trying to control the clock, running the ball. And here's the other reason why I have great faith for Sunday, as much as I know I sound like I'm on the fence. At the end of the day, QB1 is the man, you know? Yeah. And – and I do believe that if they need a play or they need him to, if you remember week one last year in Detroit, it was the Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, circus act back there, scrambling, running. He was just, right. he literally willed them to win in a lot of ways in that game. Um, I know they had to hang on late, but 
you know, the defensive line of the Lions last year in week one was bringing the heat. And it felt like Hertz was just like, all right, you're going to do that. I'm just going to crush you with my legs. And then week two, we saw him. It was the aerial attack against the Vikings. They tried to sit back. He picked them apart. And that's when I think right. we we're all like, yo, we might have something here with this kid because right. there were two different approaches from two different defenses, and they found a way to win them both. And then from there, the offense was just churning all year for the most part. So Excellent. I kind of I have a lot of confidence in QB1 to bail them out if they need it, if they're not prepared, if right. they get caught off guard, if there's mental mistakes if they're giving up more points and the, and it becomes high scoring, like I believe Hertz will be ready. And, uh, and I, and obviously the skill position players, they boast are, are just, we think pretty damn dominant. Um, all right, John Mita, let me, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested too, is the other big thing that I'm really interested in looking forward to in this game is basically seeing like, how are they going to deploy the running backs? You know, they're keeping four on the roster. Now that we're, through the roster cuts. So it's, you know, you got Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, and Rashad Penny. Um, so it should be interesting to see how how the usage of those guys. Yeah. Do they all dress on game day? I mean, Rashad Penny was an absolute stud in college on kickoff. He's got seven kickoff returns for touchdowns. So I would love to see him get a crack at that, even though kickoff returns in this league are few and far between. You know, some things that I look at too is like who's gonna be the punt return? I mean, we have no freaking clue who it's gonna be. Who's gonna be the punter? Well, let's get to that. Apparently, Spitpot is you know, he Ugh. made the practice squad. I know, dude. Tell me about it. It's like the one position. How did any of these guys that came in, they worked out like three guys last week. How did none of them come in and do anything better than that clown Sipos? I mean, I swear to God, John Mita, he clanks clanks one on Sunday. I'm going to lose my marbles. Yeah. Well, I mean, he must have the great holding skills. He must be a particular holder the way he holds the balls. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) It's just, I, I don't know, man. But I'm so sick of him. You know, basically being the Eagles punter. I'm like, we got it. I, I really thought we were going to make a move on punk God. Apparently nobody wants to sign the guy. I don't I don't know what goes on there. You bring up the running backs. You bring up the running backs. I wanted to get there. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Who, I want your prediction. Who has the mm-hmm. most carries by a running back Sunday for the Eagles? Kenny Gainwell. Who has the most receptions by an Eagles running back? DeAndre Swift. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Where are you at on that question? I think I'm actually, I think I'm actually flip flopping it. Okay. I think Swift comes out on the first series, right? And I think he is the lead back carry wise. I think Gainwell is going to stay in that same mold they kind of used him in. Right. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Doesn't mean I don't believe he can be a feature back. Sure. Um, but I think that they, you know. And I guess part of me leans towards the fact we got to see Swift a little bit in the preseason. He looked good. And I think part of part of it is they gave up some trade capital, some draft capital for him. And Howie Roseman tends not to do that unless they think he's going to be the guy. So I think you'll see some Rashad Penny, almost yeah. like we saw Boston Scott at times. But I think, it too, it's going to be a drive-by-drive thing or a hot hand type thing. Uh, and so I'm also intrigued by how it plays out as well. But if I if I'm answering that question or betting on, I'm going to say Swift leads the team in carries, and Gainwell has maybe like four receptions leading the team from the backfield in that department. And I hope 
I hope we see a screen game this year, John Mina. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was something that this team basically thrived on for how many years? Yeah. I mean, just when Andy came in, it was like because we didn't really have a good skill set as far as receivers go. Yep. Like he, he would just come in and just, you know, we always had like a trio of uh, running backs and he was just screen that screen left screen, right. Wide receivers. We screened the hell out of people. So I'd like to see that come back and in, back into the playbook. That'd be really nice to see. All right. What about defensively? Joe? Yep. Yeah. That's what I was going like, to, I wanted to ask you yeah, your take on the All linebackers. Right. All right. They're only, they're only three linebackers on the active roster. It seems mind boggling a position where you usually dress three, every play. So, yeah, I mean, there's I no mean, depth I'm, there on the active roster. Now, right. I know they're going to get creative, right? If Nolan right. Smith gives it a go, I'm sure you'll see him sort of in that hybrid D end uh, linebacker right. spot. If he, you know, there's been talk about uh, Bradbury coming in playing the nickel, so I think we're going to see uh-huh. some things that we haven't seen in the past from Sean Desai and this and sure. this maybe new look defense. But man, you you suffer an injury on Sunday to linebackers, and, and where are you going? Yes. I mean, it is interesting. I mean, you know, they have one retire. You know, Miles Jack basically hung him up. Um, the guy they brought in through free agency, Nicholas Moreau, I guess they re-signed him to the practice squad. Yeah, he's squad, on a practice squad. So they might elevate but, him Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, again, though, you're you're literally looking at the Packers that are on the roster currently. The two starters are going to be N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham, who looked really good at the Will spot. Um then you have uh, what is it? Is it Sean Ellis? I feel like it's Sean Ellis. I think Christian or, or Christian Ellis. Okay, that sound right? Yeah, Christian Ellis sounds right. He's I'm good the, the great Luther. No, I think you nailed it. But yeah, I mean, with three linebackers, and you're gonna also think take in mind, you know, Sean Bradley, he was a special teams. That's that's gonna be the other thing, Joe. Yeah, you know, lean two is special teams, like coverage units. You know, you lose Sean Bradley. Kayvon Wallace played a lot. You know, he got cut. Time with the Arizona Cardinals. I was a huge fan of his. Thought maybe he could make a step up and maybe challenge for that starting position. The Eagles saw it otherwise. Um, but he was played a lot of special teams. You know, who's going to play special teams? Because if you look at last year, that was, you know, one of the weaknesses was punter. We had the botch pun in the Super Bowl. The huge-ass return that led to, you know, an easy touchdown for the Chiefs. I mean, you get that offense five yards in a cloud of dust. Forget about it. Good luck stopping that. Um, so, yeah. But defensively, I think that things. Listen, we know what we know what we have on the defensive line. I've harped on it. I think they're going to be fantastic. Bill Belichick has been quoted saying that they're the best defensive line in the league, and it's not even close. So that's high praise from you know one of the great you know head coaches in NFL history. But the thing is, it's going to be who's going to play opposite of re-blankenship at the safety position and how well are the linebackers going to play in this game. I think those are the two things that I am going to be keeping a watchful eye on, you know, when I break down this game and look at it and cheer for it and everything else that I do during the course of a football game. Let's make, my team. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw things. Um, yeah. Let's not forget that Juju Smith-Schuster – Right. Was chirping his ass. Yes, off. chirping his yeah. ass off. Taking uh-huh. to Twitter, trolling James Bradbury for the holding call at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, good call, bad call, whatever. He was not very sportsmanlike, right? In the aftermath of winning, 
Um, I think that will be on the minds of the Eagles secondary, particularly Slay and Bradbury, particularly even Bradbury come Sunday. So, um, yeah, I I don't think this game will be overlooked by those guys, especially those two veteran cornerbacks. No, I mean, screw you, Smith Schuster, while I'm at it. Yeah, I mean, any listen, anytime people are chirping, just like the Eagles are quite aware how much chirping the 49ers have done during the offseason. You know, after the game was played, oh, we had a quarterback, we would have won the game. We're not, they're not better than us, blah, blah, blah. They continued it for months, dude. uh, For months, they, oh, and the radio personalities out there. They it's a bad like look, but it's a bad look, by the way, uh, organizationally. Like if you're John Lynch as GM, yeah, former player, right. Hall of Famer, and Kyle Shanahan, you know, coming from a great lineage of coaches and supposedly one of the best coaches in the league, wouldn't you kibosh that at some point? Well, I mean, you know me. I'm such a huge proponent of free speech. Yeah, I love how you rolled into this one. But no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with you. Listen. If, if any coach, like, I, I just don't think it helps, you, you know, does it hurt you? I don't know how much, it, but like, I can't say that, like, you can't tell me people and players don't use that type of stuff as motivation. I mean, for God's sakes, one of the, the greatest basketball of all time, Michael Jordan, I mean, he made up bulletin board material. He would pick guys out that never said a freaking word to him. If you watch the last dance, like, oh, man, that guy said I wasn't worth, you know. Next yeah. thing you know, he drops 45 to 50 points because he made up that this guy said something about him. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you, if you don't think people use this as motivation, that's great. I mean, listen, you don't think Jalen Hurts uses all the naysayers, oh, yeah. all the people. You know, I, I, you know, I made a joke. I called Anthony Gargano's show one time. I'm like, I think the guy has like a panic room in his house where he has a bulletin board of all the naysayers after he left Alabama. Oh, he can't throw the ball. He's a running quarterback. He's this. He's not. He doesn't have the accuracy. Boom. And he just puts it up on his wall and he just feeds off it, you know, like a, like a gremlin getting dipped in water. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Yeah. Well, I love, I love him, man. I, I, you know that I, I think, I think he's got the right mindset. I think Uh, he's got the right work ethic. He's obviously physically gifted. His teammates love him. I don't think we're getting duped into anything here. You know, it might not be, he might not be in the MVP conversation as much as he was last year, but it's going to be damn hard to repeat how good he was last year. Um, We just need him to stay healthy. And I believe that his approach is the right approach. Well, that's it. It'll be be a stable organization. You know, I'm still a little worried about the head coach from being quite honest. If we're talking about like the, you're talking about WIP earlier, like the GM coach quarterback, like, you know, I'm still a little worried about Sirianni. Yeah, does um, the shine wear off that? Well, all? just it's just can the he stay cool? It. Can he stay cool in the big moments? You know, like he's sure. a, he's the hothead. Yeah. We've seen it, but yeah. but Hertz is Hertz is the man. I believe that. And so uh, into his yank. Yeah. yeah, and and, and you know, as he says, he's making those daily deposits, dude. And That's I, it. I really believe that he he has the right mindset and approach to steady the ship when it's rocking. And to uh, put, you know, have that killer instinct when it's needed as well. So we'll see. Um, anything else on week one, birds, Patriots, you want to talk about offense, defense, whatever? No, nah, I just, you know, I think the key, it's going to be, you know, 
don't turn the ball over. I, you know what? I just I, I want to see us embarrassed. I, I, I hate New England, you know? I mean, they're in, they're in the top five is eight, you know? The Steelers, the Cowboys, the Giants. New England's up there. I'm sure I'll find another one. You know what I'm um, having a problem with, John Mina, speaking of hate? I hate what's so that? many teams right now. I'm having yeah. a tough time drafting in fantasy football. Now, I've only done the yeah. one, the Poo Nuggets draft. I got yeah, the other yeah, draft sure. tonight, okay? Right, right. I can't, because I will not take anybody from the Cowboys, Giants, or commander football team redskins ever period yeah it's not it's not negotiable it's not happening but i also are i'm hesitant to take guys that the eagles are playing against in a certain season like week two justin jefferson and the vikings like i am hesitant to take justin jefferson because i will sit him week two (laughs) when it comes down to money i hear what you're saying but dude and then i but then i have is i i don't i don't draft cowboys but i don't want to take i don't want to take any i don't want to I don't want to take any 49ers right now. I really don't want to take any Vikings. Kind of hate them. Yeah. I really don't want, like, uh, my list is growing to the point where, like, I took <laughs> I took a Steeler, and I was, like, yeah. mad at myself. Yeah. I mean, I never like, and, pers- and personally, Cowboys, I yeah. kind of hate Aaron Rodgers, and I was rattled that I drafted him the other night. Because like, well, he's just was- a knob, you know? I don't know, man. I like him more and more each day, buddy. I'm what sure you say? do. I'm sure and, uh, you do. He said he saw a UFO. It's like, oh, I'm totally on board with this guy. Oh, my God. I've been saying it for years. I know you have been. <laughs> you guys are both drinking that same loony juice. Yeah. Um, wearing like a badge on or like our pre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got, I hear I, you, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's just it's hard for me. I might have to stop playing fantasy football because I yeah. can't take all Eagles. No. Nah, yeah. You know? Like well, I could take somebody other. on the Chargers. Well, I could that, take that, somebody on the. Right. Well, that's the other problem you run into. The Falcons. If you take too many players from the same team, you know, I almost had that conundrum. Like, I almost took like three Eagles. I mean, I got hurt. You know, and I have Devontae Smith in my other league. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what league that was. This was the Avalon. How do you, I, like, I, I can never get over the fact you were in four or five leagues, dude. It's crazy. Well, I was. In five last year, I was hoping to be in four because I dropped out of one. But then my brother asked me to do a league for him. So then I jumped back up to five. It's insane. Dude, I heard on WIP some dude called in and said he used to be in 120 leagues. What? How many is too, too much? Now he spent <laughs> his over-under on 50. I'm like, does this guy leave his basement? I can see what this guy – this guy probably like – he's like probably some rich nerd that like purchased like a Buffalo Wild Wings. He's got like some yeah, computer yeah. gamer setup where he just sits in the basement and just cracks numbers and analytics all freaking day. I mean, ah, somebody that I would despise. But I mean, I think five's a lot. Yeah, I mean, five's too many. I, I, I'd like to cut it down to three, but all these leagues are with different types of people. So I kind of enjoy, you know, man, I'm a social butterfly. I enjoy the, the banter yeah. and the back and yeah. forth. Although I've done every one. I've done all these leagues online draft. What I will say is I do like a good online draft because you can get done an hour and 20 minutes. Although I used to like the in-person drafts because I would just sit there and talk shit all day. So <laughs> I kind of, I, I, I kind of, uh, especially when somebody just has a reach of a pick yeah. and I just berate them. Yeah. You know? I love that. I love that. Um, like, yeah. so, all, right. all right. To the all right. NFL. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Opening night, Chiefs, Lions. Who are you taking? 
think this could be an upset special. Rawr, I'm going with the Detroit Lions. Really? If tra- On if the Travis- money line to win outright? Maybe. What's the point spread right now? Six and a half? What is I think it? it was around six. Yeah. Well, listen, Chris Jones, their talented defensive tackle, is not playing. Yeah. They had some turnover after the Super Bowl. And if Travis Kelsey doesn't play, that would be two of their five best players that are not going to be playing on Thursday night. Yep. You know? Here's how I here's how I see the game. Lions feel really good about themselves. Mahomes pulls one out of his ass. They win on but they win by one or they win by three. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I I I could see that. Again, last year, and I remember this vividly, I told you like ah, Super Bowl winners, they always win at home, start the season. And you were like, no way, the Bills and the Bills beat the brakes off of the Rams last year. Yeah. So Will it happen two years in a row with a team that's not the defending champs, you know, winning right. on the road uh, right. against the defending champs? We'll see. But uh, I think that yeah. I think the Lions cover um, yeah. in that football game. All right. Uh, you got an on the fly. I know we want to talk a little on the fly. I got something on the flyers uh, before we bail out. But, uh, on, on the fly. The fly. Yeah. Well, here. Let, let me start on. because actually all right. it's all right with you because mine's fantasy football related. All right. All right, go ahead. Give it to me. All right. I want your fantasy football sleeper. Any Ooh. position. Ooh. Not a not a t- not a top three, four round guy. I'm talking somebody like round yeah. six or later, a name yeah. nobody's talking about. Wow. I don't know. Nobody's talking about, but well, I maybe not like nobody's them. talking about, but not somebody that, you know, this somebody that you're top fifty. Yeah, give me somebody you're believing in that's not like a top couple round guy. There's two rookies that I tremendously believe in at wide receiver who I think are going to be studs. The first is Zay Flowers, the slot guy from from Baltimore. Like he played at Boston College, not really like a big name dude, but he is an absolute monster. And I think Lamar is going to be due for a good year. He just got paid, but I think they've also surrounded him with some better talent. And you got some good receivers on his team. I, I think this guy is good. And I like the, the the third is the receiver from Seattle, another rookie, the kid out of Ohio State. I thought he was a steal for Seattle again. He might have been the best receiver in the draft, and that's Jackson. I can't even say his full name. Jackson yeah, yeah. Higba. Yeah, he's got the he's got the hyphen, doesn't he? Smith Hip. Right. Yeah. Smith Jackson Higba Smith, or something. Higba. Yeah. I think he could be an absolute monster too. So okay. Those are those are two guys that I've kind of I've drafted. I, I was unable to get Zeke Flowers. I might have him. In, I might have him in one league. But but those are two guys that I'm zeroing in a lot because right. like I think. Because they're also playing with decent quarterbacks, you know. You could have a rookie wide receiver, but if his quarterback's not worth a grain of salt, good luck. And that's that's kind of been my philosophy with fantasy is, like, if you're going to take skill players, they better have a good quarterback. Or if you're going to take a running back, they better have somewhat of a good offensive line. Because if they don't have either one of those things, good luck. So, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. What do you got for me? All right. Who is going to be – it's going to be a couple – who wins the MVP in the National Football League? Oof. Um, is it okay if I bring up the odds real quick? Yeah. Do you want me to All give right. them to you? Yeah, you got them. Patrick Mahomes, plus 650. 
Joe Burrow, 700. Josh Allen, 700. Herbert, 1,000. Jalen Hurts, 1,100. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, 16. Tua, 16. Lamar, 17. Okay. I'm good there. I'm good there. Yeah, who do you like? Burrow? I I like Burrow or Lamar. Okay. Ooh, okay. I think I... I think I'm for some reason I'm buying this Baltimore sort of sleeper hype train. Um, Listen, I hear you too. I think I, you know, I I've looked at their roster briefly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot's going to depend on their health, obviously, like any team. Right. Um, Of course. You know, can J.K. Dobbins finally stay healthy? What do you get from Odell Beckham Jr. after not playing for a year? All right. Um, But I, I I do like with those Mark odds. Is, Mark Andrews is stuck yeah. tight. I, I think the mo- I think the money there, would you say seventeen to one for Lamar, who's already won one? Yeah. Um I'd say if I was laying five, ten bucks somewhere, it would be there. Um and that's interesting you brought that up because I wanted to ask you, you yes. know, give me somebody, give me a team, not in the top yes. three to win their conference, right? Right now it's the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals with the best odds to win the AFC. Somebody other than Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals to come out of the AFC. You got the Ravens, the Jets, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Jags, the I mean, Browns. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm a huge hard knives guy, man. I'm buying on the Jets, dude. You are. You got, yeah, I'm buying it, dude, because they got a lot of they got a lot of weapons, dude. Lots, you know? Like, they got Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall is obviously coming off an ACL, but they got good skilled people, Garrett Wilson. They got receivers. They got all they need is a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers, I know he might not be the Aaron Rodgers of old, but I don't know. I'm I'm but in the Jets, I think they're a top five defense. I drafted Menardly the other day. I think they're top five defense all day long. With yeah, the I think I think they there. might need some time, right? That would make yeah. sense. They need some time to yeah. gel. Um, all right, yeah, but the, I mean, look at, but look at, look, look at them. All right, let's put this in perspective, right? Look at them last year, right? What separates them not being like the Eagles, right? Like the Eagles lost first round playoffs. The Jets, like they almost made the playoffs. They were what eight and nine, something like that, right, something in that area, right? Yeah. So they were on the cusp. They just needed somebody else to get them three more wins, like. You don't think Aaron Rodgers can get that team three to four more wins? They could go twelve and five. Well, he's gonna, and he's gonna be he's gonna be motivated because this. Well, yeah, if it, and if it doesn't listen, go well, this is it, right? right? And he's in a tough division, but I think he's another guy that also plays with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You know. So, so what about him for MVP? What are his odds? Shit, I don't even know. Whoops, sorry. But yeah, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. That could be a. Uh, that could be. All, All right, right. And, let, let, and now in the end, hang on, no, hang on, hang on. I'm not right, done. Right. In the NFC, right. Eagles, yeah, Niners, yeah. Cowboys have the best odds to win the NFC. By the way, the Eagles are just yeah. plus three thirty. So, like, you yeah. bet a dollar, you win three dollars and thirty cents if the Eagles win the NFC. The right. Chiefs right. are actually at three fifty. I mean, it's okay. crazy how low their odds are. All right, so not the Eagles, Niners, or Cowboys, Cowboys. Uh-huh. The next three teams listed are Lions, Vikings, Seahawks, and the Saints, the Packers, and the Giants. Of that group, that next tier, not Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, who has the best chance to win the NFC? I mean, this is not going to be popular. All right, Aaron Rodgers is 
plus sixteen hundred for the MVP. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I I think I think this is why the like conferences are so di- different, right? Like, you, do you yeah, believe yeah. in any of those teams? Like, I could see no, the Ravens I mean, at least getting to a championship yeah, game, yeah. or the Jets going to the yeah. divisional round, or maybe the Chargers finally breaking through and winning a freaking playoff game. But like, right. you're telling me the Lions. The Seahawks, the Saints, none of those teams scare anybody, which is why right. the Eagles have such a clear path if they right. stay out of their own way and stay healthy to getting to at least a late January game again. I mean, maybe the Vikings, yeah. but, you know, they, yeah, I mean, they were miserable defensively last year. Miserable. Right. I mean, right now the Vikings are plus 2,000, Seahawks plus 14. I would say the Saints at plus 1,200. That would be my pick for an outside well, FanDuel's got them at seventeen to one. So you go, you must be looking at a different book. But whatever. So you, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not drafting. You think a yeah. little? Do you think a little Derek Carr magic down there? Well, I mean, again, like Michael Thomas is healthy. God knows how healthy he is. But even Jimmy Graham showed some flashes. They got Chris Olave's a really good receiver. Kamara suspended for three games, but they have Jamal Williams, and they got the, well, the rookie me... from TCU, DeAndre Miller, who's a nice little running back. I, and defensively, they're there. Like, they're always pretty good. Yeah. So, what do you think about Michael Thomas and his possible return season? I mean, I drafted him. I think this is the healthiest he's been in a couple of years. I mean, we'll see, you know. Yeah. He's always been one of my favorites. I think he's one of the most underrated NFL players of all time, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if you can have 100 receptions and be underrated. Dude, he had 149. Couple of years back, that broke well, the record, right, right, and then he hasn't right, been healthy right, since. So, right. Um, so, yeah. All right. I mean, it could be, it could be passing him, but you know, not playing last year, he, he also had a contract. He's thirty now. On. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right. All right, Johnny. No, me, I'm I, fine. I, I did draft him. Okay. The other night, so. I'm uh, I got one right. thing on the Flyers. I don't know if you saw. You probably saw this. Yeah. But the, the uh, scratches yeah. of Mitch Cole? Yeah. So Matvey Mitchkov has been scratched. He hasn't played a game yet. I don't know if they've played since right. uh, the weekend or whatever. But yeah. he he was a healthy scratch the first two games. Like if yeah. this doesn't just scream Russian typical nonsense, I don't know what does. Like really, what? Do you mean? Well, what like he's obviously he's clearly talented enough to be on their in their top twelve of forwards. Yeah, like they're they're sitting him because he's been drafted, and they know damn well they're losing him at some point. And this is way above the coach's pay grade. Well, There's not a shot just... in hell he's sitting out due to performance or conditioning or lack of talent. He's sitting out because they're sending a message that they hate the fact that he's been drafted. He's a stud, and he's going to be bye bye, see you later, gone from the KHL in due time. My opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean, it's either that or maybe, again, I don't know how it works. Like, can the Flyers just offer money to the people in the organization? There is is something between the NHL and the KHL, like an agreement that sort of sorts all this stuff out. I I did read... I did read that there may be... Yeah, that maybe there's a chance that they can... But now the big thing is, will they ever let him out of his KHL contract? Like, that's the big thing. But maybe he could get here sooner rather than later. So ultimately, well, this could be his father. I mean, yeah, this could be a good thing for the Flyers. Ultimately, I'm not saying yeah. I'm predicting that, but maybe yeah. 
They get them before the three years. And I did have an inside source tell me that the hope is two years. Yeah. So two's better than three. But next year would be amazing as well if they keep, you know, diddling around and and not playing the kid. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah, it just just pisses me off. Like, come on now. No, I know. It, it sucks that guys are like locked in over there. You could see why, like, oh, fearing NBA, for their like, life just, on top of that. Like, well, right. That's, I mean, I heard stories good. guys would get paid. This is 10, 15 years ago. Guys are getting paid in Russia before practice starts in cash and come back in the locker room after practice and the money's gone. Guys are hiding their cash in the ceiling tiles at the practice rink. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Break! Don't break oh, your wrist playing in Russia, oh, yeah. dude, because oh, they ain't uh, paying for uh, it. How about? I mean, that was a great. I I know you saw that documentary on the Trashers, man. That was great. Oh yeah, dude. Danbury Trashers. That was great. Oh, the Danbury Trashers. So, so quick story. Did I money. tell you this? I applied for the Trashers job. You did tell me the story, yeah, but I had close. put Danbury Thrashers on the cover letter, yeah. so I don't think uh, that yeah. that probably ended up in the trash. Yeah. Before they, they ever looked at my resume or listened to that they, that glorious CD. Yeah, they yeah, they probably sent it right to Atlanta, the Atlanta thrash. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's he's looking for Atlanta. Oh I'm man. That's when That's I was awesome. literally applying for every minor league hockey job on the planet. And that was about right, that was about twenty years ago. Home, about twenty years ago to this uh to this day, probably. So unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, um Anyway, Johnny made a good stuff. Go birds, go Phils. Phils uh, trying not to screw you got, up his you home field advantage. You got to throw on uh, defensive rookie of the year, huh? 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 No, I know you're all Jalen over this. Carter plus I, know, 700? I know, I know. And what was oh, Nolan man. Smith? Eleven hundred. Twenty-two hundred, dude. I'm all over that because uh, I'm, I'm right. expecting ten sacks, especially uh, Reddick tweaks or something. Some two articles. Two articles. I urge our listeners to check out um, right, if you have the Athletic. There's okay. a piece on Jonathan Gannon down in Arizona. I had a pre- I I I wanted to puke. I wanted to rage. I wanted to stop reading it several times throughout. It's yeah. it's interesting. He also comes off to me as very fake, very fake tough guy. Oh. Um, I'm looking for playing killers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. He does say in there. He takes credit for telling Sirianni to give up the play calling duties and let Steichen call the place, huh. which I found exactly. very interesting. I think several others in the local media and Philly found interesting as well. Cause I saw it kind of blow huh. up from there, but um, yes. I'm going to screenshot you some parts yes. of that from the athletic John Mita. You're going to want to pull your hair yeah, out. Get, yeah. You can, you can get that actually for the low price. The athletic is still 12 months for a dollar. Here we go. 12 yeah. bucks. You're at a guy. like swimwear at a guy. And I, then, I saw that he also maybe have taken somewhat credit for losing the Super Bowl. No, but no, he now, didn't. No, he didn't. Right. That's where I want. Fake I got news. all pissed Fake off. News. Here we go. First, uh, first touchdown. You know, on those back-to-back carbon copy yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He 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 makes a jo- this is what drove me crazy. He makes yeah. like a joke. Yeah. A joke about like oh, I got blamed for that one. Yeah. Like straight up, I wanted to. I wanted to. Freaking throw my Slap. phone. I was reading the article on. Yeah, sure. I'm going to find the quote. And then the other article I urge our listeners to check out is Ramona Shelburne just did a piece on the James Harden fallout. 
and uh, it's not pretty. So I, I, I texted you that one. Yeah, I got to. Um, he seems extremely delusional. So alleged, allegedly, Jonathan Gannon, uh, every, here's from the article. Every once yeah. in a while, Gannon will ask defensive coordinator Nick Rallis if he wants to go back to the game that got away. Let's throw that yeah. tape on, he'll tell him. Well, the tape is the Eagles Super Bowl. Gallus was the, um, I guess, Eagles linebackers well, coach linebacker last year. Coach. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, here's the quote. Uh, Rallis tells him, uh, you know, why would you want to do that again? I'll tell you what happened on every bleeping snap, whatever. Here yeah. we go. On the first of the two touchdowns, right? It, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Kadarius Tony touchdown with 12 away left. Gannon All says right. the play, quote, should be dead, end quote. Tran- this is from the article. Translation, the sure. Eagles should have covered it. Right. Quote from Gannon, we should have been fine, end quote, he says. Mm-hmm. Quote, defended that play all year, quote. Right. And then the article says they didn't on that night. I, 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 well, my whole thing is they ran the same play three freaking times. Okay. And hang so, on. Here's the one. Okay. Just prior to that part I read you, I skipped over this. Uh, something about the healthy blame he got in Philly. Healthy amount of blame he got in Philly. Ready? Here's the quote from Gannon from the Athletic article. Right. Quote, quote, I'm the reason we lost the Super Bowl. Quote, he says, mimicking the criticism. So even though you can't sense that in the quote, the author ah, yeah. is saying he's being right. a smart ass. Right. Yeah. Screw you, Jonathan Gannon. This is from Dude, Zach hey, Kiefer, by the way, who wrote it yeah, for the yeah. Athletic. Can you not dislike this guy more and more each day? Well, what's crazy like, is remember, right before the championship game, he like right. pulled over heading into the Nova Care. was like, yeah, we're gonna he, we're gonna kill we're gonna him. And everybody's like, Yeah, man, first. Yeah, yeah it's the like, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, dude, that was so fake tough guy. Yeah. First of all, that yeah. defense had no attitude. Right. Exactly. And if it did, it came from the players, it came from Gardner Johnson, it came from BG, right. Slay. It didn't come my, from the defensive my coordinator. My whole thing is this. Like, you, you were worried about deep shots. Like, honest to God, dude, name one wide receiver on that squad. Besides Travis Kelsey, he was like a wide receiver. That, like, scared you. Where you didn't feel comfortable playing press coverage with two of the best cover corners in the game. You just sat back, did your same old shit like you've done all year. I'm so happy he's out of town. See you later. Goodbye. I will root against the Cardinals every game. You know what? I might place a bet. What is the over-under on the win totals? I'm taking the damn under. That's how I'm doing Well, this. dude, you know what you Big should money. do is you, you should go to specific win totals and just what take you? them to win like two, three, and four games and lay like it, 10 on each of them. One of them is going to cash. Exactly. Well, and look at – you see Caleb Williams, the stud quarterback from USC. His father came out today and said, listen, he said, you know, I'm not so sure my son – if, if if he if it's a spot where he's not comfortable going, I'm not so sure my son doesn't come back and play another year. I go, well, there goes shots fired directly at the yeah. Arizona Cardinals yep. dumpster organization yeah, because the Texans and don't need, the Texans don't yeah. need a quarterback. Allegedly, exactly, they just took one, exactly, right? Right. Exactly. But here here's the crazy thing: the start on and the basis of this article on Gannon is how much he loves Kyler Murray and can't wait for Kyler. He Kyler Murray's welcome on this team as long as I'm here. Well, guess what, JG? You'll probably be gone after this year anyway, you pigeon. Yeah, Yeah, can't stay the guy. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, brother. All right. You got it.
Thanks for listening, everybody. Go Birds. Let's take a throttle to the Patriots and spoil Tom Brady's retirement day. So his lasting memories to be losing the Super Bowl to the Eagles and losing on retirement day. How sweet it would be. I got 27-20 Birds. You? Let's go 34-17 Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go Phillies, go Birds. Thanks for listening. Johnny Media, you're the man. Till next time, Brother Love Podcast. We'll see.